Welcome to the Equip Podcast. Here you'll find conversations from people of all different walks of life, sharing their experiences, the things the Lord has taught them, and things to equip you. Equip is based on Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, that talks about equipping God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That is our goal here, to build you up and equip you through seasons of ups and downs in life. Welcome back to the Equip Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gibson, and today I'm joined by Debbie Stewart. Debbie is a beloved podcast guest. She's been on many times, and she's our women's minister, so I know many of you are familiar with her. Today we're going to be talking about New Year's, new goals, new resolutions, and some of the things that we have done that we can set ourselves up for success for some of the goals that we've set. Um, Just as a little disclaimer, as we get started with this episode Just remember to have grace with yourself and patience Mm -hmm. with yourself as you work through some of these things with the Lord. Um, And so, yeah, you ready to get started? Yes. You know, we're all in different places. The Lord has us Mm -hmm. at different spots in our journey, and sometimes we are more courageous. Sometimes it's more of a restful time. So this is just an overall general, um, let's do what the Lord asks us to do. In 1 Thessalonians, he says to be be cautious, leaders, to warn your people, to instruct your people with good teaching. He tells us to warn those who are idle mm-hmm. and to encourage those who are exhausted and to help those who are in need. So that is our intent for Absolutely. today is just to put some tools in your hands, some thoughts in your mind that I believe will be helpful. Absolutely. Now, I remember a quote that you share often that your mom wrote in a book for mm-hmm. you. Though you cannot go back and make a brand new start, my friend, you can start right now and make a brand new end. How can we make the most of this new start so that we can have a new end? I look at that quote. I love to look at her handwriting. I do that frequently. And so I do love a fresh start. But what she reminds me about is the easiest thing in the world is to start something. It's the hardest thing to end something Mm -hmm. and to finish well. So I do love a fresh start. I love the beginning of the year. But probably what I love more is closure. You know, medical professionals have taught us that our brain creates loops when we start something, when we start a thought process, when we start an activity, and it needs to be finished, which uh, will close that loop in our brain once that activity or that thing has been finished. And so that's why we often feel such great satisfaction from a completed checkoff list, if you do that, or maybe finish watching a season or a series on or Netflix. sometimes put something on my checkoff list that I already did so that I can feel the satisfaction. <laughs> that's right. Check it off and just make it. It just does something in our brain. I think there's this little pop of dopamine. Uh, oftentimes, our counselors talk to us about the need for closure in relationships and other issues. That's what they're talking about, this looping process. <laughs> this is also the reason we all went crazy with who shot Jr. Uh, you don't even know what I'm talking about. This was back in the 90s. You probably have no idea, but most of the people listening, I hope, will remember a series called Dallas, Who Shot Jr. They ended the series with no one knew who shot him, and we had to wait months till the next series. We created T-shirts and coffee mugs. We talked about who shot Jr. Because our minds were not able to close that loop Mm -hmm. for many months. So also, uh, closing one year and starting a new year gives us the ability, I believe a divine ability, to fill our minds and our souls with optimism, with hopefulness. Uh, Setting New Year's resolutions can help do that. Setting goals, identifying areas to improve. But not only that, also ending some, maybe some bad habits and leave behind some negative behaviors and thought patterns. However, some statistics are suggesting that people really are no longer into setting New Year's resolutions. Why do you think that is? Well, according to their research, the general reason is 
what they refer to as a mindset. A mindset of what's the point? I don't care. Uh, I'm not going to keep them anyway. It's this mentality that is the main reason we fail to not only keep our resolutions, but also fail to set and achieve goals or just generally make progress in our lives. Um, This is what I read. It was suggested that we are a fatigued and burned out society. One of the most talked about issues right now among some clinical professionals is two words, burnout and brownout. Okay, I've heard of burnout, but what is brownout? I hadn't heard about it either. Here's the definition. It is the painful, long-term drowning in innumerable tasks, operations, projects, and to-do lists that make life meaningless and purposeless and without significance. And I thought, that I've seen that happen. That's happened in my own life. I see that happening around me. It's like general direction just kind of evaporates. Our sense of purpose fades. Tasks become futile. Work becomes pointless. And if we're not careful, it begins to create this quiet quitting tendency that we've talked about before. Mm-hmm as well as decision fatigue, mental fogginess, and emotional, physical exhaustion. Mm. And it creates this sense of aimlessness. And what I want to add to that is, and the enemy is thrilled, Mm. that we develop these kinds of mindsets. So really, a better approach would be a biblical approach. Let's find out what the Lord wants us to do. And, And I'm reminded of Acts 20, 24, that says, my only aim, talking about just being aimless, Acts 24 says, my only aim is to finish the assignment given me by the Lord Jesus. So when I can make that my mindset, my aim here is to finish this task, the assignment that the Lord Jesus has given me. Mm. And then the Bible tells us also in Colossians 3, 2, to set your mind. There again is that mindset that keeps coming up, I believe, from the Lord. Set your mind on things above. So instead of setting maybe resolutions, how we could be better and happier and healthier, and actually that's the top two resolutions of all time, happiness, health and happiness. Everybody wants that. But let's begin to center around and think for a moment about just general personal development, this aim, instead of being purposeless, this aim and spiritual improvement. We know the Lord wants those two things out of our lives, and the Word tells us that He will help us to grow in these two areas. So these kinds of goals can help us line our lives closer to God's Word. And truly, that is where we're going to find the purpose, the fulfillment, the stability, and the advancement, the health and happiness, if you will, that we all seem to be searching for. Hmm. So let's kind of dive a little deeper into spiritual resolutions. I'd like to talk about how do we set ourselves up for success When it comes to sticking with the spiritual goals we've set, I'm thinking, how do we set our minds up for it? Our families up for Mm -hmm. it? I know some Mm -hmm. of our moms listening have young kids running around. How do we set our space up for Mm -hmm. it? Well, that comes back to the two things we've been talking about today, mindset Mm -hmm. and decisions. So first we get that mindset. And if you don't have that, just ask the Lord. His word tells us he wants you to have that, that mindset and decisions. So that's a good question. How do you set your minds? How do you set your priorities and family and space and all of those things? Uh, Let's not make this harder than it really is because you set your mind just like you set anything else in life. Think for a moment of some of the things that you set on a regular basis. I had an alarm set for this morning. 
uh, pretty soon I'll have a table set for a dinner. And here's the thing. Let me just add this. I learned this around the Thanksgiving time. You know, one of the reasons we set a table, if I put all the things out, think about Thanksgiving, you put all the things out. My mom used to make us set the table like the night before and make sure there's room for everything. Why do you set the table? You do it in preparation for what's to come. Mm. That's why you set anything. You set an alarm because there's something coming that's important that you need to be at. Uh, you, you plan to set something for a particular reason. It's, it reminds me of my phone. All of our phones have a whole app that says settings. And we go in there and we direct what we want to happen. I want this email or I want this notification or I want this volume or I don't want this. And we set. So that's the same way we set our minds. James Clear has a great book entitled Atomic Habits. And his big idea is not this big setting of resolutions or really his, his point is that you add, that you add small improvements. You make tiny changes instead of these huge goals. So you make small decisions that have big improvements over time. So for, ha- for, uh, for instance, perhaps instead of saying, I want to lose 25 pounds, you would make a decision. You would start in your mind. Okay, my mindset is I do need to lose weight and be healthy. The decision would be I'm going to lower my sugar intake. Unlike what we did yesterday afternoon when we enjoyed cookies. <laughs> so we treat yourself. Yeah, we are going to set our mind. And, and so the, the decision would be I'm going to skip dessert from now on. I've had too much dessert through Christmas and all the new, I've done my celebrating. So now I'm going to make a change. And so you decide I'm going to lower my sugar intake. So what would that mean? No desserts for a, a week or 10 days or whatever. The same for instead of saying I'd like to run a 5K marathon this year. Let's start with just taking 10,000 steps every day. Then celebrate your win at the end of the week. With exercising, instead of saying, I want to exercise 30 minutes every day, start with 10 because you know you'll do 10. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for instance, here's a little thing that I do. I have a book on my pillow right now because at the end of the day, I want to read some in a book. I want to do that at the end of every day. I want to read a book. But instead of saying, "I I want to read this book, I'm going to read this book, or even I'm going to read the chapter. What I've committed to is I will read a page a day. Mm. Now, what I know happens is I read that page and I'm interested. It goes to the next page or the next. But I don't put it down and say, I need to read this book because at the end of the day, I'm tired. I'm going to read the book and I'll put it aside. I will read a cha- I will read a page. Mm-hmm. So really, it's these little steps, being patient with ourselves and setting ourselves up for success. It's not setting myself up for success to say, I'm going to run a marathon right now. Absolutely. It's easy. And it's easy. You can read a page in a book. I'll Mm -hmm. tell you another funny thing. I'm I'm so weird. Uh, Just a funny thing that I'm doing right now. And I'm not saying for how long, probably for the month of January, I eat like a a tall stick of celery every day. I'm not a celery fan by any means, but you know what? That's good for me. I'm trying to get some vegetables in. I've done that before. So I've done like an apple a day for a month or a banana or a tomatoes or whatever. So So it's a little thing. This is so funny to me because here's the difference between you and I. You're eating celery every day and I'm eating a pinch of toffee that I got for Christmas every day. (laughs) But see, here's what I do. It like I need to eat a salad a day. I'm not going to eat a salad every Uh -uh. day. I can tell myself that or set some goal. But you know what? I'm going to eat. I'm going to make sure by the end of the day I've had some raw vegetable of some kind. And that's a little thing. And over time. If I do that on a regular basis over the year, mm-hmm. it's going to make a difference in my life and in my health over a year. It's just a little a little piece of salary for the day. So 
Yeah, you're right. Those little steps. (laughs) That's good. Well, I want to shift gears to talking about how we prioritize prayer and Bible reading. I remember working for a guy at one point, Jeff Young, and he said one time in a meeting, Mm -hmm. there is no point in you coming to work if you haven't spent time with God yet today. And that really stuck with me. That hit me hard, too. And he meant business. Mm -hmm. And I knew exactly what he meant by that. We cannot be a part of God's work in leading and making decisions Mm -hmm. if we've not sat down with the Lord to begin with. And all of these things are representing these steps forward. The process helps you to get your life back on track, spending time with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Spiritually speaking, it's the same. We start simple. How do you make progress? It's not so much about finding time. It's really about making time. Mm. What you prioritize, it goes back to mindset and decisions. It's not finding time, making time, making room in your life for the Lord. Now, I'll tell you exactly how the Lord said it to me. This is years ago when I struggled to sit down for any length of time or struggled to spend time with the Lord. I had two little ones. They were 15 months apart. Uh, I had my dad who was in and out of rehab. My mom had died recently. Our family was just a mess, a lot of dysfunction in my extended family. Uh, And I set goals every year, and, and I had great intentions. The truth is, I wanted to. I knew I needed to. I really wanted to. But the hard truth is, I didn't. I didn't make it a habit in my life, and my life suffered as a result, and it showed in every area. The Bible says, those who have been with the Lord are radiant. Mm. His word says in Isaiah 26, 3, I will keep in perfect peace those whose mind is stayed. What's that? Mindset. Mindset. Those whose mind is stayed, not those whose mind is running all over the place. Whose mind is stayed on thee. The word says, my Um, In Psalm 119, my word is a lamp unto my feet. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So it comes down to these decisions and mindsets. So I tell you exactly how the Lord said it to me, and it was not in a gentle way. It was in one of the strongest ways of correction that the Lord has ever spoken to me. And this is what he said. This was in a very high, chaotic, high dysfunctional time of my life. If you care anything about what I say, you'll sit yourself down for 20 minutes a day. So that's where we get 20 minutes a day for the rest that's of your exactly life. exactly where that came from. I heard him loud and clear. And here's the thing that really kind of scared me about that is I knew that he meant business. And he didn't say this, but what I felt was if I don't get this right, he's going to move on to somebody who will. He's going to move on to somebody who is willing, as David said, to have a heart fully devoted to him. That's where I started the whole thing. Little steps, 20 minutes a day. I couldn't say I was spending an hour with the Lord. I couldn't, and I didn't, but I did start with 20 minutes a day. So back to that question for us um, about making room. So if you care about what the Lord says, you'll sit down to spend time with him. Start with something attainable, something that's fairly easy. If you need to start with 10 minutes, That's why I started my exercise program with 10 minutes. I couldn't even do 20. Just start with 10. But if you care anything about what the Lord says, you'll do that. But our priorities, our decisions reflect what we care about. Mm. We care about TV shows. We care about news reports. We care about funny reels and the latest post and the easiest recipes and the new nail color. You can just look at a day and figure where you have spent your time. So let's think about it like this. The biggest bulk 
time of our day. So say eight in the morning to eight at night. That's 12 hour period of time. And there's a lot more time than that, but that's the big bulk of your day, the portion. That represents 720 minutes, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Decide today to give 20 minutes of those 720 minutes to the Lord. You know, when you look at that in proportion, it's not much at all. Mm -mm. And it goes back to the mindset and decisions. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm studying a preparation for upcoming Bible study, A Woman After God's Own Heart, who is Elizabeth George, who is reminding us that if you're going to have a heart fully devoted to him, you're going to sit down to talk to him. Mm. And also to urge our brothers uh, and our sisters who are weak and who are disheartened and who are exhausted and weak and all of those things who are burned out and browned out. That's what we want to do is put some tools in your hands to help. Mm. Mm. Um, Any other ideas or helpful hints that um, would be good for our listeners? Well, one thing I'm about to pick up in my next book that will be landing on my pillow is a new book by Craig Groeschel. It's entitled Think Ahead. And it's about decision-making. It's about managing emotions. It's about the spending time with the Lord, how to handle uh, difficulties, uh, sorrow, and the great times as well. I also have a friend, this might be helpful, that does a vision board. At the end of every year, she does a vision board for the next year. And she keeps that in front of her, things that she would like to accomplish, Mm -hmm. things that she would like to add. And again, it's not these big goals. It's these little pictures that represent, this is where I want to be. This is how I'm going to make progress these years, these little steps. Yeah. I know I've heard from a couple of women, and I personally am a big audiobook fan. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes, like this morning, I was listening to, been doing the Bible recap with Terry Lee Cobble, listening to that as I get ready. I know we've got a lady who drives a lot for work, Mm -hmm. and so she listens to the Bible while she's driving. Um, and just gets that word and that truth spoken into her. I've even heard of some moms who are sick of Bluey, mm-hmm. and some of these other <laughs> cartoons who will just turn on worship videos That's for right. their young kids. And you're just having truth spoken over you, which I think is so powerful as well. Um, and I love just just being able to look at it at yourself. Am I a visual learner? Do I need something like a visual vision board? Mm-hmm. Am I an auditory learner? Mm-hmm. Do I need to learn that way? Do I need to sit outside and do this? Right. Um, what, test some different things. Learn what works for you. Just because something works for one of us doesn't mean it's going to work for you. That's right. And we're all wired differently. So it would be helpful to find out what are the way that, that your teachable wiring, what does mm-hmm. that look like? Yeah. How did God create you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Another tool that some of us use is a word for the year. And it's as simply as asking the Lord, give me a word for 2024. It helps you to start paying attention to a word that keeps coming up, something that the Lord wants you to develop in your life. Do you have one this year? On. I do. I do this every year. So 2024 represents 24 years of me doing this. I started in 2000 with some with some friends of mine. And so now that was a small decision. 24 years later, I have a history with the Lord that not only has He worked certain things in my life through 24 years, almost uh, that 25-year point, but I share these. I write them on a rock. Uh, every year, I take a little walk with the Lord. Once I get the word, I write my word on the one side of the rock and the year on the other. And I keep them in a basket by the TV. Not long ago, my grandkids were over and we were looking through that basket of rocks. And Clark, my oldest, is always very interested in that. He's a very teachable spirit. And so he picked up the rock that said courage. And on the back of it was 2017. And so he asked me, what does this mean? And I said, buddy, that 
That means um, the Lord asked me in January to start developing and start working on courage, and I wanted to be courageous. And then I told him what happened in June of 2017 in our family. And he is so tenderhearted. I could tell he was getting tears in his eyes. And he had that rock in his hand, and he walked over to his mom, who was in the living room, which is right there connected to our kitchen where we were. And he showed her that rock that said courage. And he said, did you know about this? And she said, yeah, buddy, we all know about what happened, about that when that happened. And he asked if he could keep my rock in his pocket for a little while. And I said, yes, you can. Oh, absolutely. So do you see how a little thing, and some people mm-hmm. are like, oh, I'm not asking the Lord for a word. That's just so weird. I'm, but if you will give that little thing to the Lord, it's it's crazy how he develops that. Another thing uh, that might be helpful to some people is Little goals, like SMART goals. I've heard that referred to make it specific, make it measurable, make it attainable. Mm-hmm. That's what we talk about at the end of the week. Test it at the end of the week. Did you walk 10,000 steps? Not did you run a 5K. Did you walk 10,000 steps today? Attainable. Resor- uh, results focused and then time sensitive. A SMART goal will help you to accomplish those little goals by the end of every week. And then we want to ask the Lord for guidance and wisdom in choosing words, resolutions, goals that are going to bring us closer to Him. And I believe when we do that, that Psalm 65, 11 comes into play. The Bible says that He crowns the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways will yield an abundance. And with that in our pocket, we can step forward into 2024 in confident assurance that the Lord is already there. That is so good. I hope that this has been encouraging and helpful. I love the practical little things. And I hope our listeners aren't hearing this going, I have to do it all because that is not part of That's right. doing something that is attainable. What's but the one thing? Do what works for you. Try some different things. Um, and I can't wait to hear as we come towards the end of the year what the Lord has done through some of mm-hmm. our listeners' lives. Let us know. This, I'm yeah. very interested. Love you to have hear. a word for the for the year? I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you. My word for this year is abandon. And what that is for me, it's a little different than surrender. I think I had gotten the attitude of, okay, I surrender. Here's the white flag. I give up. I get it. You know, I'm no longer calling the shots here. The Lord's like, I, I, it's not the kind of surrender I'm interested in. I'm interested in you abandoning yourself to the will, mm-hmm. to the ways, and to the Word of God. So that's what I'm working on. That is good. Well, Debbie, thanks for sharing with us today. As you know, with all of our podcast guests, we ask, what is something you're learning and what is something you're loving? So what I'm learning right now is not a favorite of mine. What I'm learning, be- because this is what the Lord is teaching me. So that's really another way that I uh-huh. hear that question, not just where you're, what is the Lord teaching you? Here's what He's teaching me right now is to carry sorrow and celebration at the same time. Mm. In the past, I've kind of reacted to happy when things are good and sad when things are bad. I'm either this or that or one or the other. And the Lord has reminded me really through our our Thanksgiving and Christmas season this year. It's just a different season of our life. There are some things that are bringing us unbelievable joy and great happiness as we're seeing some things play out that we have prayed for for a number of years. But at the same time, there's a level of sorrow and sadness that we have not anticipated. And listen, I don't want you to think, oh, Lord, Debbie's life is falling apart. What's the big thing going on in her life? It's what we've just talked about. It's not so much this huge, big thing. It's little things. Mm -hmm. My mother-in-law's health is declining before my very eyes, and it is sad to see. 
Uh, we're about to put down a dog of 18 years. If you're not a dog person, you might not get it. Uh, there are some people in our life that we thought things would be different, but that they have chosen a different path. And so it's not some big, huge thing. Life's not falling apart. It's not. But I have sorrow and celebration. So a funny thing is recently I was at my annual checkup with my female doctor. And as a part of checkups now, what they do for your annual visit is they not only check your physical health, but also your emotional and mental health. So she gave me this clipboard. There were five questions on there. The second question she, the first one was about, are you depressed? I said, no, I'm not depressed. The second question she asked me is, are you happy or sad? Actually, she didn't say happy or sad. She said, are you happy or unhappy? And then there was this lineup underneath that question on this clipboard. I can see it like it happened today. There was a happy face emoji. There was a sad face. There was this red, angry face. There was a crying face. There were like five emojis. She said, are you happy or unhappy? I'm like, I circled all of them. I'm like, I'm all of these, like right now, all at the same time, I'm all of these. And But it reminds me what Paul tells us. Sorrowful, this is 2 Corinthians 6.10. You can be sorrowful yet always rejoicing. The New Living Translation says it like this. Our hearts ache, but we always have joy. So I, I am done with trying to land in one camp, camp or the other. You know what? I'm all of these things right now. And I want to get it right. And I want to reflect the love and the goodness and the greatness of the Lord through these circumstances. We want to cultivate that, which, hey, we're going to talk so much about that. Oh, at, no. at cultivate, cultivate Weekend, which is really about cultivate joy. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm learning. So I'm learning to get that right. I love it. Well, Debbie, thank you so much for being here today and sharing with our listeners. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Equip Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode drops. And follow us on social media to stay connected. We're at GABC underscore women. See you next time.